Hello everyone and welcome once again to The Phantom Zone, your one-stop shop for all things nerdy. If you like what you hear today, you can listen to our other episodes on a whole range of nerdy topics now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and SoundCloud. My name is Chris Buick and this week we're going to talk all about superheroes, like we always do. But this week we are talking all about superheroes in video games. Grabbing a joypad with me this week, first of all, is my good friend and fellow nerd, Toby. How are you, Toby? Player 2 has entered the game. <laughs> Player 2 has left the game. That's the best. <laughs> that is one of the best jokes from Sean then. Um, but how are you? You good? I'm good. I'm good, thank you. I'm good, thank you. Perfect. Here to talk things all nerdy. Also joining us this week is our special guest, Rob. How are you, Rob? Oh, I'm good, thank you very much. Welcome to the Phantom Zone. Yes, welcome, um, sir. Thank you for having me. And player three has entered the game. Have we got the multi-tab? Have we got the multi-tab? Ah, uh, old school. Oh, God, anyone got a lag cable? I've got a bad connection. <laughs> <laughs> you do these buttons and I'll do these buttons. Um, so, Rob, Toby tells me you're quite the gamer, quite the knowledgeable gamer. In fact, the guru was words he's thrown around. Is this, is this the case? Only in jest. Uh, <laughs> only in jest. <laughs> and it is a very good jest. I... I have a lot of information of random little bits about video games, news, rumors. I, I read up the stuff as if it is my favoriteest thing in the whole wide world, which it is. Um, outside of Warhammer, which Toby Nelson knows is one of my other favorite things, but let's just not go into that. We're lucky that Ian's not here because otherwise they'd be talking. For oh God, I'd ha- I just have I'd have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <I'd> have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i i haven't played warhammer but i am very much like you and i will digest video game news like breakfast um i will read and read and read as much as i can to kind of always find out what's coming up what's going on you know um who's getting laid off because yeah. that's my little thing at the minute um, it was the style at the time it was the style yeah and you're out of a job and you're out of a job <laughs> and oh boy you are too but anyway, we're here to talk specifically about superheroes in video games because we're on brand at the Phantom Zone. There's been a few super superhero video games over the years, some with better return than others, let's be honest. But before we get into the particulars, I'm going to ask each of you, what is your favorite superhero-based mm. video game? And what do we think needs to be in those kind of games to make them work? And what happens when they don't? What, what kind of games do we think don't hit the mark? And what kind of games do we think have all those hallmarks of a game that makes it stand out as a super game? So, Mr. Welsh, I'm going to go with you first. Yes. Well, I mean, oh, God, superhero games. There's so many that have just been abysmal. But I, <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of like the ones that really hit it, I think, you know, I remember playing Arkham Asylum for the first time and that mm-hmm. blew my mind. Yeah. The trilogy is fantastic um Agreed. i love arkham origins um yeah great guy. I, I think yep. i think arguably i'd say that's the second in well mm, oh no it's hard to rank oh Ar- no you're committing now you're committing <laughs> arkham city is the best of the three of the trilogy Correct. <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt Ar- arkham asylum is probably second arkham origins then arkham knight i think arkham knight is visually a masterpiece i think the world is fantastic the uh, cars are terrible the, the tank mechanics really tank it no pun intended yeah. um but why would the riddler have race courses <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> it's so true it's so true but fast and curious that's yeah, fast and curious <laughs> love it love it love it but i mean they i'd say they are the hallmark for what every superhero game has needs to, mm-hmm. to be and i i think 
games that we talk about later probably have used that as the benchmark. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta say the Injustice games as well. I'm a big fighting game fan. Uh, Mortal Kombat being my favorite of the franchises, and I, Injustice is the meeting of both worlds. You know, it's it's NetherRealm Studios creating a superhero game that <laughs> has Batman and Superman beating each other up in the most illogical ways possible. But but it's fun. It's great. I loved it, and I thought the story for those games in fighting games you don't really have that much of a story. No, there are some like the NetherRealm Studios, like Mortal Kombat series, do. But Injustice, they they made a story. I mean, they made a companion comic book that sort of went alongside it, and that was quite good as well. Yeah, it's become quite the franchise in itself. Yeah, sub franchise, I guess, of that kind of genre. Injustice has become this massive thing. Obviously, mobile gaming, uh, tie-ins, all kinds of stuff going on. Merch, you know, you get specific merch for Injustice that isn't just DC. It's Injustice DC. It's Injustice games. You know that kind of thing. I mean, it's been tied into actual Elseworld stories now, so it's exactly. not just. It is a multiverse world yeah. in DC. Mm-hmm. And I saw the other day as a brief glimpse that there is now Injustice Superman versus like other characters i think it was predator so it's really? like they're now just going full out and fight just like yeah the else world superman just e- everything should have a versus predator yeah you know everything john wick versus predator i would what i would read it i'd watch it it'd be great um rob what about you in terms of superhero video games what are some of your highlights it's the best game of all time superman nintendo 64 yeah. that is oh, the best game of all time. it's good good choice uh, yeah very few superhero games genuinely stand out. Now, it would probably, I would say, it is tied and closely between Batman Arkham Asylum or Arkham City. I would say I've played City more mm. than Asylum yeah. by a long way. But Asylum is the one that kind of went, here is a superhero game done right. And I can remember very clearly when this game was coming out that I was completely skeptical. I was like, there's a Batman game coming out. It's coming from an unknown or relatively unknown studio called Rocksteady. Never heard of them. Um, I doubt this is going to be any good. It looks okay. And I remember Toby being so excited for this game coming out because he's like, Kevin Conroy's in it. It's yeah. going to be good. And Mark Hamill. And Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. And I was like, yeah, but you could get the voice actors, but the game's got to be good. Oh boy, was I wrong with that week. Those reviews dropped. I just went, okay. I'm buying this and it is amazing. It is still fantastic yeah. to yeah. this day to play that. And I think it's a more tightly knitted game yeah. compared to City. But City took everything that made Asylum and two years later, that's how long it was. It was two years between the two games and perfected them. So I would probably put it as Asylum just to be a bit different. Um, <laughs> but also, it is the one to be like this kind of showed superhero games could be good tell a brilliant story and didn't just have to be tied into a movie and just continued the long-running history that toby is always right (laughs) 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 you've given me many good recommendations i'm gonna ask for your hot takes on things from now on toby exactly we'll we'll tally up at the end of the year (laughs) um but i think i i think I, I personally think that, you know, City is, for me, uh, the what is a very good, I guess, quadrilogy of games for the Arkham series. City, for me, is is the one. But I do totally agree. I think 
Arkham Asylum set a new precedent, not just for the Batman games, but for any superhero game going forward. Um, it remember I remember playing it when it first came out, and just feeling like, oh my god, this is this is a Batman game, but it's also they've really thought about the gameplay. You know, they thought about the story, they thought about the setting, the aesthetic, the voice acting. They've everything just kind of comes together into this great thing. Um, what I would say about City is obviously City opens you up into Gotham, which, you know, Gotham City is one of the most iconic settings, you know, Robert, I don't know about yourself, but I know Toby and I are massive, massive Batman fans. So anything of Batman is sacred ground. Um, so when it comes up, it needs to be done right. But feeling like Batman in Gotham City, in Arkham City, is it's just an incredible game to play and it makes you the, the world feels full you get a lot of sandbox games where the the world is empty um there are some great so like things like horizon i think does a good open world but has has elements where it's empty yeah. and there's you know there's just a lot of dead space between objective a and objective b um and there's a lot of that where sandbox games aren't done right but i think with city and I think uh, Origins and Night after that, they really nail the city gameplay elements um, of it really well. Yeah. And I think the story throughout as well, obviously the through line with the Joker, you know, all those kind of things, even the the interactions with the Riddlers, side quests, but they are very much part of the integral part of it all uh, in their own right. Um, I do agree. The tank controls in Arkham Knight are abysmal. I don't know what they were thinking there. Yeah. They clearly, we can't do. It's like when you go, I can't draw faces. It's like yeah. I can't do cards. Um, it's like but, it's um, everyone nagged them to get the Batmobile in it, and they were like, "Cool, we'll make the whole last game almost entirely about the tanks." Then you'll hate it. And never ask us for anything ever again. Pretty much. And they, and then they we got Gotham Knights and gave yeah. bikes in an empty city. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, this is it's an interesting. Um, then Gotham Knights was obviously meant to be this new entry into that kind of DC universe for it. And obviously you've got a legacy of the Arkham games. And I think what we're seeing now is legacy can um, hamper you at times, yeah. especially when you try and move in, I guess, bold new directions, which, you know, I don't mind developers doing, but if some, but it's, it's hard to recapture magic when you do that sometimes. I think with Gotham Knights, and I guess going into our next topic, which is uh, Suicide Squad Killed Justice League. Um, the reviews have been mixed, I think, yep. is probably yep. being being generous. Uh, yeah, I think I mixed, say mixed, mixed is slightly negative, yeah, it's been a bit of I think, we'll go with. Um, I personally haven't played it yet, but you, I'm assuming you both have. I know, Toby, you have, Rob, I'm guessing you have as well. So what, yes, what's, your ta- what's your take on the Killed Justice League in terms of it as a game? And it's legacy because it's made by rocksteady it's legacy against arkham and those kind of games it has to stand up to so i've been playing it toby knows i was immediately skeptical of this game but i keep going back and i keep playing it it is it is good it people i feel like critics were unfair to it um there were very very few that i felt actually gave it the score that it actually deserved which i would say is a good it's a seven out of ten game i wouldn't put it higher than that i think it is that level because of the fact that it is a good game it plays really well it's visually really good the 
the script is really solid and he had all these people going oh but it, you know look look what happens in the story I, i'm going to try to avoid spoilers even though the spoilers kind of happened like two or three months ago um for the whole game and because it got leaked out when they did the beta but people kind of really went after this game and i think it's a part of the fan problem of they wanted it to be batman arkham they wanted batman arkham and after nine years waiting i understand that pain of being like i want batman arkham that's what i want i want a continuation of that you've shown us some really cool visuals of captain boomerang uh, king shark dead shot and harley quinn that could be a really interesting dynamic with using all of their abilities and in the game, you are literally running and gunning. You have been given guns. Captain Boomerang, known for his boomerangs. What's he got? A gun. King Shark is a shark. He's got, you know, powers. He's a demigod. What's he got? A minigun. Deadshot, perfect. He's in the right game. Um, Harley yeah. Quinn, he's then, she's she's used guns. She's used mallets. But all these characters have used firearms, with probably the exception of King Shark. Correct me if I'm wrong, Toby, as you are the man of knowledge of DC. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd say you're pretty much on the ball there. I'd say, like, with Suicide Squad, it was... I'm in the same ballpark as Rob. I mean, the bare bones of the game is that it's bare bones. You know, they've, they've taken out... You can tell that this is a game that's been dissected for the purposes of life service. And life services yeah. is, yeah. is is the bane of all things video games because it, it is just a it, it, it's just a it's a ploy to get more money out of the consumer mm-hmm. and a dragging out of the duration of play and it, it takes a lot of the steam away because I think one of the things that Rob and I have determined because we've played uh, co-op together and we've played it individually is that as you're playing it you're getting to certain story beats where this would be very epilogue esque or very prologue esque but it's almost halfway through the game uh, at least what we've got available to ourselves and as they're playing this they can see the negative feedback that they're getting and they're like oh hang on we've actually only given you part of the game there's more story to come it's in series season one season two season three you've just got Mm -hmm. to get there but if you had this say maybe a decade or so ago that would have been a complete game yeah and all, a lot of I think a lot of the criticisms, particularly story based, because the gameplay is fun, the world is interesting, the characters are fun, and there's a lot of good dialogue in it. There's quite a lot of quippy, fun dialogue that I, I really quite enjoyed. Um, and the core four are great, but I think the criticisms are the the story beats that we've got thus far. But I think if we had the complete game the trajectory, at least from what we can assume based on what we've played thus far, I I think a lot of the complaints are going to be quelled by the time we get to the end of the seasons. The only problem is, are they going to have the player base because of this live service? That is the big problem because console numbers we don't know about. That is not revealed um, and it's kept hidden. But Steam, that is tracked and traceable and it's Mm -hmm. publicly available. And currently it's sitting at under a thousand concurrent players at the moment Oof. on PC, and for a live service, it, for a live service game, that's a death sentence. And yeah. the last game that I'm aware of that did this with such a high profile was um, EA's Anthem. And look what happened, EA. Well, I say this might be a, a wake up call because EA had Anthem be such a catastrophic failure, and it was a failure that they literally haven't necessarily fully backtracked on live service. 
but that was the start of them realizing hey we need single player games yeah. and they went back to producing top high quality single player mm-hmm. games yep. the problem is warner brothers is being read by absolute corporate shrills they just they see the numbers by their analysts and you've gone they want live service because that is what's proven to continuously roll in money with the yeah. likes of Fortnite, and yeah. uh, which is the world's greatest multi-universal game of all time it's got everything yeah. uh, especially with the mergers they've got now with disney for marvel and they want that to be their game with suicide squad but you know if these numbers keep dropping yeah. or they have dropped we may never find out the whole story. Warner Brothers will burn this into the ground and go, yeah. cool, that's it, kill it. Well, I think the problem with the video game industry is everyone keeps trying to get on the next craze. Like this live service thing, it, so like Fortnite is lightning in a bottle. They they captured that magic. Yes, they kind of nicked PUBG, but they had the the commercialism sort of side and the graphics to sort of keep up with the pace of sort of today's society. But and and kids interest levels and they also changed the game to fit a wider audience you know like the building side of things they they took that out as a new game mode and i'd say that's tripled their amount of player base exponentially i mean i play it sustained now because the zero building um opportunity but no one there's been so many games you know anthem uh call of duty has tried it and they've sort of gone more to sort of just the generic multiplayer side of things with a battle royale, but they keep trying this life service um, option, but time and time again, it, it, it fails to deliver. And Warner brothers is just always behind the curve. They just constantly seem to be catching up. If it's movies that they're trying to make an Avengers level movie by just rattling out one movie, Batman versus Superman, then we'll do the Justice League, and they, they're doing this. They're making the same mistakes with video games. They can't quite get on an even keel, and the opportunity they they don't realize the 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 IP they have available to them. You know, they've got the Arkham game. I know we're going to talk about it later, but like Guardians of the Galaxy, the the method that that game put into play, and in, you've got an ensemble cast. We're actually only playing as one character. Yeah, that that would have been a far smarter model if you're going to go that route with the Suicide Squad. Yeah, sure, have maybe a couple of multiple like multiple characters to play as, but have the core story be a single player campaign. It, it, it's yeah. it's just baffling. It's baffling what they've done. The, yeah. Sorry, Rob. Go on. No, sorry. I was just going to say, like, there was a report done. It was actually rather funny if anyone saw it from Kotaku, who tried to say single player games are dying uh, based on I one saw game. This. Um, and it is the dumbest thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> and possibly I kind of started reading it, thought, wait a minute, no, left. And then it just never went back to this article because they're basically saying one game from EA, which was a misfire, but it misfired because it was an okay game, but came out in a really busy schedule. And they said that's going to die. But out of the top 20 games of last year, over half, nearly half of them or over half of them were single player games. Mm-hmm. which. Yeah completely destroyed the point yeah. of this article yeah i mean i myself am not a live service gamer i don't i don't indulge in that kind of that kind of gaming i just a i don't have the the, the time to get good at it so you know it's the time i do spend playing it uh 
is 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 painful because you know I'm just getting beat all the time. <laughs> but um, I much I much prefer I much prefer a single player narrative or even uh you know a local co op kind of narrative, something where it's a bit more uh I'm gonna use the phrase intimate, but you know what I mean. It's a bit more um you're you're playing with people that you can connect with and you know in a more meaningful way than things like Fortnite for me, etc. Where you just it's like a 10 20 minute like round and then it's done you know i've I've, you know i've indulged in things like rocket league destiny league of legends over the time but you know for me going back to that article you mentioned like this this, the single player video game narrative market is huge they they, they're still making them this you know games like last of us is massive as an ip you know there's tons of games out there that are single player narratives that still work um spider-man 2 um for example the the latest one and the previous one as well massive games alan wake 2 was a massive game last year which was um a single player narrative there's there's, I think the the live service bubble, as it were, is growing and growing and growing. And I think everyone, like you say, is trying to jump on that bandwagon. Um, but it's a fast moving train to jump onto. Um, I'm mixing analogies now. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but um, but someone like you, like DC, trying to get on, get get involved with that kind of thing. The thing, the thing that made Rocksteady and Arkham work so well is they brought all the elements together and they all worked coherently and cohesively like a dream. Whereas yeah. there are, from what it sounds like you guys are saying, and I will probably want to check out um, Suicide Squad, is there are great elements to it, but they're very hit and miss as to how they come together as to make a coherent, enjoy, fully enjoyable, complete game. Yeah, yeah. We, me and Toby have discussed like the immediate ways to make this game immediately better one clearly the slope of this content that's been cut is ready it's been cooked it's probably got some bugs they need to play test out but get that out sooner rather than carving mm-hmm. it out for the rest of the year because your numbers are dwindling you need the full story yeah. two i don't know this is probably the, one of the big criticisms of me the games are in a really immersive world i really love their look of their metropolis and then suddenly you're like finishing a mission and you get this nice dialogue and then you're taken into the live service awards screen where you get a dropbox come down to tell you what loot you got and then you have to click out of that to go back into the world which just doesn't need to be there you could have kept these live service elements as a sidebar that pops up and then disappears yeah i've never understood this this huge craze about live service games where you're inundated with menus because one of video gamers favorite thing is a copious amount of menus and screens to go through. <laughs> like, nothing, nothing like gatekeeping your game by actually having to go through like five or six different menus just to get to the bloody game. I I've never understood that premise. It's like, get your reward screen, get your character screen, level up. Now level up your guns. Look at the guns you've just unlocked. Unlock that. It's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's about 20 minutes before you actually start playing the game. Exactly. And then five minutes later, you've got more stuff to go yeah. through. Um, I, and I've got friends who play Rocket League, and occasionally I'll jump on and just drive around because I'm not very good at it. <laughs> but, but because I don't log in so often, there's updates and all kinds of stuff. And it's a bit, I, I usually have to jump on a bit early so I can get through all that stuff before they can join me. So, um, yeah, there's, I, I think, and like you say, when you're 
in a in a profound moment, I guess, in the game where there's a dialogue, you know, there's a there's an interesting scene or character moments, and then something goes, you've unlocked a massive, you know, bazooka gun. Yeah. And here's six thousand points or whatever. You're like, well, you've kind of just taken me away from the immersion of all this yeah. uh, world you're trying to build. So, um, so yeah, it sounds like it's not getting um, it's, it's getting a bit more of a short shift than it should do, but it's still got yeah. elements that need to be really worked on for it to survive. Yeah, I think if, if you're going to really... I don't think it fully deserves the flack, but I think it's being used as the example now. Like, I think it's everyone's really hitting this hard because it's like we've just kind of had enough and this was a game that a lot of people are looking forward to and it's connected to an IP that everyone has got a lot of fondness to. And I think it, uh, for a, a wide majority of people... Idiots like Rob and I will still buy it because it's, you know, it's, it's DC. Yeah, we're DC yeah. apologists. But at the same time, there is an element where you like, we, we kind of had enough. We've kind of had enough of this. Just keep. We're not going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I, I do think the game has been crucified by the wider internet and, and reviewers and things because of that. You know, it, it, IGN you know, our favorite reviewers, they seem seven out of 10. Yeah, they seem <laughs> to have had this long standing sm smear campaign against um, Suicide Squad. You know, they have been publicly leaking all the cutscenes as much as they can do. And every day, despite the fact they reviewed it as like a five out of 10, there's been they gave it yeah it was a five out of ten it wasn't four was no, it? it was five. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and, it's, and every day since it's released, they've done an article about it. So it, it's it's certainly rife for for discussion, but I, I do think it's being held as the as the scapegoat for the live service industry now, which I don't necessarily think is wrong for any of the you know the the big websites no, they should, should be, but it's hypocritical. They gave that a five out of ten and slated it, and then they have the nerve to come out and say Skull and Bones. A seventy-pound live service game from Ubisoft is a seven out of ten. I legitimately saw gameplay of a boat battle where they initiated battle, the boat went through it, and then the battle was over, saying we got the boarding done. Well done. <laughs> you don't even board the boat. Even this, even what? the trailer I've seen when I've been on my phone on a <laughs> on a game, and I've seen the trailer, and I go, "This looks shit." I mean, what is this? <laughs> and then I find out it's seventy quid. I'm like, yeah, triple A premium first player games are seventy pound. Yeah. Uh -uh. I mean, this... It's a quadruple A game. Oh, sorry. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. God, yeah. And um, you're not allowed to own it at all. That's what Ubisoft believe in. Yeah. Oh yeah, you don't own anything. Um, but yeah, the reviews. I'm looking at trend reviews. So like, Gamespot five out of ten. Games Radar. Two and a half out of five, IGN five out of ten, even you know, Push Square seven out of ten, Guardian two out of five, you know. The reviews aren't great. The audience score on Google is two point three out of five. So but I think the internet does like to jump on things sometimes. Yeah. Um a lot of the reviews um are saying the same things, I guess, that you guys are saying. I think they're just I'm not saying you guys are, you know, more sympathetic, but you know, I think they are they're just being a bit harsher about it and less forgiving with the things that maybe are the positives. Yeah. Um but hopefully because Rock Rocksteady given what they've done in the past with their games I hope they do well, uh, especially in this in this time in the industry when there's massive layoffs and cuts and all kinds of businesses going out of business, etc. Yeah. You know, 
you know, who knows, in it, five years' time, Microsoft might just come and buy them. Yeah, because it'd be really made. sad if the Suicide Squad with this one song. You know, that, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't want to see a studio like Rocksteady just go under because of just b- before they could get a chance to yeah. really go. No, we can we can make this work. This and... definitely doesn't feel like the game that they wanted to make. And I, I know no. Rob can sort of expand on it more because I know a lot of the the original cr- producers and developers of the original trilogy left the studio during the production of this game. Yep. So to put into very big perspective. When the game opens and it shows you the credits, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League was written by Sefton Hill. Now, Sefton worked with Paul Dini on Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, but that was mostly Dini's work. He and Jamie Lane, I think his name is, definitely Jamie something, he wrote, they wrote Arkham Knight. Now, that was the weaker of the stories, but it was still a Batman story for mm-hmm. our It's just, you know, you could criticize the gun, get the car battles, but also it's not Red Hood. Um, just, it's not Red Hood, guys. It's the Arkham Knight. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, surprise, it's Red Hood. Um, <laughs> oh, what a reveal. Um, but then, you know, he, they wrote this story but there's they left two years ago um and they started their own studio called 100 star game studio studio they've also apparently have taken a lot of the core talent that worked at rocksteady before so that's not to say rocksteady didn't keep anyone or have a high level of people who worked on the majority of suicide squad or whatever but they left they clearly this was not the game they wanted to make they they did want to make a dc game it is likely they wanted to make a suicide squad game after probably one of others told them make it now the, that whole rumored superman game that they were apparently working on for years is yeah. not true it never happened it never went into development no nope. was no artwork no nothing um but suicide squad was given to them after a failing at warner brothers montreal Mm-hmm. That is that is known. They were originally developing it, which was probably was an Arkham game, probably set after Origins, and was going to focus on Deathstroke leading that team. Now, he is a rumored DLC coming. An ex character, one of the characters coming into the Suicide Squad game is Deathstroke. So, if that's the case, where along the lines did this suddenly drop off? Because, like, I'm going to go back to like Art Gotham Knights which I actually enjoyed as a story, but I hated as a game. It wasn't fun to play that game. It had every making of a live service game. It did exactly what I wanted from what I want from Suicide Squad. When you got loot, it kind of just appeared in your thing. It just said, you've got this and you could continue playing the game and staying in the world. But the problem with that game is Everything was a slog. You had to fight enemies. They have a health bar. If you're not a high enough level, it took you even longer. You had to repeat the same missions. The coolest missions were always the one to do with the villains in that game, dealing with the Talon, um, the League of Shadows, Mr. Freeze, Harley, Clayface. Those storylines were really cool. But because bulk of the game also ended up with you doing fetch quests, finding stuff. Yeah. And just trying to level up your character, it kind of took you out of it. Because the thing that made the game interesting was the dynamic of the Bat family having to deal with Batman dying. He dies. It, 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 it <gasps> was spoilers. Spoilers. <gasps> Ruined the game for people that came out like four years ago. Yeah. Um, 
that no one played. Yeah. That no one really played. <laughs> again, it's a game I felt like it critically did get its panning. I would say that was fair. I did, as I said, I enjoyed the game as an overall thing. I'd probably say I give that a six out of ten. As if going back and reflecting this, the thing I, no, just I think that's fair. is it just it was a slog. But clearly, that was being made as a live service game. Mm-hmm. They backtracked all of that out. Could you imagine what that oh, game was yeah. going to be like? And I'm going to compare the two between this live this game, which isn't a live service, but clearly was, and Suicide Squad. People have said Suicide Squad has killed spongy enemies. Now, there was missions we played the other day, me and Toby, which was a bit aggravating, but that could also just be because we didn't really read what we had to do properly. Um, we, you know, charged straight in. Um, but I don't feel like there's a lot of enemies that take a while to kill. It, it's quick, it's responsive, it's fast. And yeah, sometimes the other one just kind of, it's just, it's a bit disappointing. Uh, and you know, Warner Brothers are developing another superhero game. They are developing Wonder Woman. Yeah. And that is coming from Monolith, who, great studio. I loved the Lord of the Rings games. They did the War, uh, Shadows of Mordor, and then War for Mordor. You know, I think I saw Toby was playing that the other day online. Mm-hmm. And that game had its problems. Live service model was charged in. They removed it to make it a better game. And the moment they did that, the game is better. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Not every game needs to be have that kind of model, and some just don't lend themselves to being that kind of game, um, which we we've seen. Um, I think this is all part of Warner Brothers as a company's DC initiative now. Obviously, with James Gunn at head of DC Studios, but also their tie-ins with adaptations, video games, etc. Trying to really push that DC brand as much as they can, but not really doing it justice pardon the pun um with um you know <laughs> as much with their films you know they're 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 trying to catch up to a universe uh, a a franchise thing that kind of like marvel have and they're rushing out all these projects without really thinking about it and without actually taking a step back and being true i guess to their own franchise and doing it justice themselves um and I think the symptoms of that are Gotham, uh, Gotham Knights and um, Suicide Squad, etc. I think these are just symptoms of them trying to rush things out and trying to just catch up. Yep. Then the thing is, they can produce a good single-player game. They proved that with... Uh, I don't know if you want me to say the title of it, but it begins, ends with the word legacy. And oh, it, yeah. is, it is a good game. It is single-player. I enjoyed my time with it. There is not a single microtransaction in sight. Yeah. There is no build up to get anything. Just do that. It yeah. was, the, it, 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 although people don't want to talk about that, it is the biggest selling game of last year. It made more than any other. It made something like over a billion dollars for them. So yeah. that's a lot of money from one game. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I mean, we can't say it. Obviously, Hogwarts Legacy um, was uh, it's 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 a massive IP for them. That um, I mean, Harry Potter games have been spotty for years. Um, you know, so various platforms like PlayStation Two, etc., all the way up. Um, but you know, it's it's hard to recreate that kind of full world. You know, that obviously Harry Potter is in a game. Um, but I think that. Like or love it, like or hate it, even. Um, 
Hogwarts Legacy, I think, does the Harry Potter side really well. As an RPG, it is bang average. As yeah, bang average. You take away all the Harry Potter skin, you've got a bang average RPG that you can that you just happen to be able to fly in a broom on. Um, in my opinion, I am a massive Harry Potter fan, and I love the the world. I love being in that world. But when I when I was looking at, it, I was thinking, there is nothing here I have not played a hundred times before in other RPGs, other games, etc. The only difference is I'm doing it at Hogwarts, and I'm doing it as as a wizard. That's the only difference here. You're a wizard, Chris. You're a wizard. Um, by the times I said that to myself when I was flying around, um, and it's fun to do all the Harry Potter stuff. You know, it's fun to go to Hogsmeade. It's fun to fly in the broom. It's fun to you know do spells and you know. But ultimately, you're, it's a skin on top of mechanics that have been done for ages. Um, but it's Harry Potter, so it sells. So and that's the bottom line. But they made a game that people will play. And again, a single player game that people will do the live service thing. A lot of people were like, well, why isn't it, you know, why can't I play with other people? I'm like, well, do you want to? I mean, can you imagine if Hogwarts full of users and players and wizards and names hanging around like it's World of Warcraft? You know, it, it'd be chaos. So I think they've built a great foundation for them to build on rather than just try and jump straight onto that straight away. Which is, and it did really well. You say, biggest selling game of last year. It really was. Um, but, you know, we've got things to look forward to in the future of superhero video games. We know some which are coming out. We know some that are being developed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've got, we've talked a lot about DC. Yeah. Um, one that's completely sidetracked. It's not actually one of the big ones, but it's a big franchise. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The yes. Last Ronin. That is in development. We know that is coming. We know that will be a more probably going to take a huge influence from the Arkham series, as they all do. Yes. Um, but not much more than we know, other than it is going to be based on the last uh, Ronin storyline, which I don't know a massive amount about. Um, and I, except I know in the comic it's Michelangelo. Whether we're playing as Michelangelo, maybe they'll give you the choice to play as one of the characters. Who knows? It's it's a game adaption of that. Um, but again, being announced. No information. Probably not going to be this generation of current consoles. It will probably be a next gen console at this point. Yeah, I think. Um, I think obviously with that, there are rumors of well, rumors, pretty much concrete evidence there will be a PlayStation Six or you know versions, obviously of uh, next gen consoles coming out. Um, life cycle of a console is anywhere between like seven, eight years potentially. So we are near the end of the current generation. So yeah, we've got to start thinking ahead to what these kind of games will show on future consoles. Obviously you've got the likes of um, that. You've got Grand Theft Auto 6 coming out. You've got all, you know, Hideo Kojima's probably thinking up some crazy thing he's going to build for PlayStation 6. Um, He already is, mate. He already is. Yeah, he already is. He's a visionary. Um, He's the crazy mad scientist genius that I'm like, yeah, sure, take my money here. Um, But he, but yeah, you're right. The the Teenage Ninja Turtles game um, is is interesting. You know, Uh, you're right. We 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 spoke about DC a lot. Um, Marvel obviously are have have dabbled in the live service route. pool i think with um not great results either marvel's avengers was not the best game not the best well received it had a lot of similar criticisms and bugbears i never even played it i played it for a while it was a slog 
Yeah, it's, that's what I heard. Toby, I think, ha- has the same opinion. It, everyone I've seen online with it as well, it it was a slog. And it it's just the immediate fact you had Crystal Dynamics, a great single-player developer who developed three uh, Tomb Raider games. And you then forced them to make a live service game with no experience. And a lot of this problem with live service games is you need the experience to be able to do it right. And even they get it wrong. And that proved it. It proved the fact that, hey, let's also write a story and you don't get to play as the actual Avengers very much. Now, that's that's no slant on the character because I know you played a lot of Kamala Khan in that game but she's a great character yeah the problem is when you advertise yeah they the Mar- marvel's avengers for a reason right yeah and and then you're playing as kamala khan for about 60 percent of the game i'm assuming you're then going to be quite disappointed that you didn't get to play as thor or you didn't get to play as iron man you didn't get to play as captain america or black widow and or hulk and it's like that's what people are here to play yeah and at least, at least you get to play as a suicide squad and, yeah, you know, exactly. If, if you, you get, yeah, to 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 not be able to play as the characters that have been part of the zeitgeist now for fifteen odd years is is a massive missell for a game, especially when you're trying to get concurrent users in a live service environment to then not have those characters playable is a it's a massive misstep. I mean, someone must have had a a word at that point and said, "Hold on a sec, are we missing a trick here?" But Apparently not. Apparently not. But then again, from the same publisher, not the same developer, they released Guardians of the Galaxy, which yes. everyone was remarkably skeptical of that game before I, it came out. I, I was. Right. Yeah, same. I was rightfully so. Reviews dropped, and it's like 9 out of 10. Yeah. And it's like, what? what? Wait a minute. This is from the same publisher. This is Square Enix. You just made it. Yeah. They made a single-player game. The characters are the characters you know of in a different adaption. They have banter. They have different dialogues. They mm-hmm. are they are the guardians, and it, it was guardians. fantastic. I didn't need more of a story. It was a good fifteen to twenty hour campaign in a yeah. forty to fifty pound title, and it was fantastic. And yeah, the whole single player thing. It would have been great if you could have switched characters and maybe played as Drax for a bit, or played as Rocket and yeah. seen gameplay mechanics. But they clearly just went. No, we want to get a game right. We want to release a game, make sure it actually works, make sure the mm-hmm. dynamic and everything is there. And maybe, as you say, in the future, if there is a chance for a sequel, we'll add that in. We'll yeah. let you play as Rocket. We'll let you play as Groot. We'll, and everyone has a different play style. But they gave you Star-Lord. You got mm-hmm. his witty banter. You got to use his abilities. And yeah, I yeah. felt like I was Star-Lord in space, fighting with the Guardians. That's yeah. what I like. I think Guardians has become such a household name now because of obviously the MCU. Um, everyone has a, an idea of who the Guardians are now. Obviously, I don't think a lot of people knew who the Guardians were before the first film came out. But now everyone has that image of Star-Lord and Groot and Drax and Gamora and you know Rocket. And while, yes, you don't get to play as them per se in the game you do get to use them at, within the game within battles within certain actions etc that allow you to feel like you are still part of the guardians even though you're playing 90 percent of the game as star lord 
but then you've got the kick-in of the music cues which is obviously a massive thing as well which really brings the fun element to um to the battles and the scenes um and it's just a fun game it's well written it's well acted it's um i, I think it was a for me i was skeptical because and, of the ties and was pleasantly surprised yeah it, it, and no one was expecting this to be good no one was expecting it to be good and it was it kind of i think really caught people by surprise and the fact that it was just everything as you said it was everything that was not its predecessor that made that game and yeah proved hey this is what gamers want Mm -hmm. yeah exactly exactly it's 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 building making a game that's fun and a game that feels like you're actually you know it feels like a complete game i think is where some studios go wrong they try and rush things out they try and you know patch things over say oh we'll fix it we'll fix it but if you've got a good core in your game like guardians did then the rest kind of falls away and it's easier to forgive the little things that don't work if you've got the main elements there um speaking of marvel and successful games obviously there's two big ones same same character but two big games spider-man marvel spider-man one and two and and miles morales as well so talk about a franchise that has uh really kicked off has come into that kind of open world arkham city type um style but really made it its own in a different way and um i for one i've always enjoyed spider-man games i remember the first one on playstation way back when all the way through playstation 2 uh, all the way up at uh, movie tie-ins and there's just something inherently fun about playing as Spider-Man in those games. And I think in so they did a fantastic job in making it feel as fun and as exhilarating as possible to play Spider-Man. How do you feel about those? I mean, for me, they're fantastic games. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it does help that you have one of the best video game developers out there, which to me is Insomniac. Yeah. They have made some of my favorite games. Mm -hmm. um, I know many people didn't play this unless you had an Xbox, which is Sunset Overdrive. I played a Sunset Drive, yeah. It's mm -hmm. such a good game. Mm -hmm. Really wish there was a new game plus. I wish it was ported. Moving away from that. But they took a lot of those fun mechanics, those free roaming mechanics where you'd fly around and they put that into Spider Man. Mm -hmm. And you feel like Spider Man. Yeah. You know, yeah. Swinging gotcha. around New York. You are you are Peter Parker. It's great that you have Year Eleven Fall. His voice is synonymous now with yeah. that Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. Um maybe and may or not i'm now used to his new face but i actually do miss his older face mm -hmm. um, but the story they crafted is up there with a proper decent you know revered comic book story it was a not a pre-established spider-man this is an established spider-man he has been spider-man for some time mm -hmm. he has continued to yeah. deliver upon saving lives and he has faced known villains before he and he doesn't need to name drop he just goes oh not not tombstone again what's he up to and it's like th these little quips make it seem as if it's yeah. a lived in world yeah um jay jonah jameson popping up on a podcast that, is that that's such with the times Gen genius move i think that but i think obviously and having jk simmons in that is obviously he is he is uh jay jonah jameson all the time um so it's i i i agree i think 
Switch. I remember that it was. I think it was Spider Man Two on PlayStation Two, was the first time when New York felt really full. Obviously, the first Spider Man on PlayStation was very much there was a cloud over the city, so you couldn't get any lower than like the rooftops. It was always yeah. the set piece of what you were gonna do. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we can't, we can't um, graphically render this whole city, so we're just gonna put fog over it. But anyway, Silent Hill rules. Um, yeah, but um, but when I remember playing that version thinking wow this was great being as spider-man but when i played the first insomnia game swinging through new york between the buildings which is so which graphically looks utterly utterly beautiful in my for me um it just you, just, you feel like spider-man in very much the same way as in arkham city you feel like batman you feel like you are like you say part of this established world that as that, that that exists when you're not there i guess is the way i would think about it it's it's got its own identity and i think it got to a point where you're it's so fun being spider-man even some of the more repetitive side task challenges don't bother me as much because it's so fun to do them like zipping around an obstacle course trying to get from a to b really quickly is fun because you have all the tricks and fun creating combos and stuff and then the combat's great and all this stuff it's just got so many elements that make it really work and i think they do a lot of good in it I think that is correct. It is exactly that. None of the side missions felt like they were a waste of time. Like the Batman Arkham City, where that got right, none of the sides sounded pointless. They had a decent resolved ending. And I mean, I mean, I have my criticisms about Spider-Man Two, uh, and and that may be seen as controversial for some, but uh, for me, my criticisms is the fact that, like, compared to Spider-Man One. It, well, to put it this way, it's a great game. It's really, really good. It's still one of the best games of last year. It's one of the best games of the current console generation and, and everything. The, the things that make it a bit lacking, in my opinion, is the fact that, one, it is just more of the same. It didn't revolutionize anything. But at the same time, did it? Did it need to? Did it need yeah. to do anything? It probably didn't. So that's just a, a gripe of just, you know, oh, my personal thing. I wish they did something different. But really, it didn't need to. The other things are I felt it was short. Now, it's about 20 hours to 25 hours to complete the whole game, which actually isn't much different than Spider-Man 1. Mm-hmm. To do all of those things, it's only about 30 to 35 hours. It's about a 5 to 10 hour difference. It's not a massive amount. But Spider-Man 1, I think, is the better game. And in fact, I'd even say Miles Morales is an overall more enjoyable, complete package. And that was just a side thing uh, within it. But the one thing I'd give it praise for is, one, it's setting up one of the best video game trilogies out there. The fact as well, in the last game, it made hints and stuff towards the fact the Avengers existed. Like it's got mm-hmm. Avengers Tower, yeah. yeah, and then they mentioned about Doctor Strange's tower, uh, you know, the Sanctorum, yeah, the Sanctum Sanctorum. But you know, just said some weird stuff happens there, but didn't establish anything. Now, spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't played it: one, two, three in the game. Obviously, we've all played it. You had Black Cat a, a section, and she's broken into the Sanctum Sanctorum, and she's taken magic. It's established magic exists in their world. Yeah. So it's no longer just mutant power or superpower. Magic now exists. These are all possible. Um, And they've expanded on their world to a point that we don't necessarily need any other superhero games from them. They've established these people exist. They are there. But because of how good Insomniac have done, I want more. 
I want to see them do more than just Spider-Man. I mean, I want to see what they can do, bring and deliver. Because we'll get to it in a minute, obviously, but we know what they've got coming. Wow. <laughs> and... it's, a, it's a really brilliant segue to get into our next bit, which is as seamless, yes, as we say on this podcast. Um, so we do know what Insomniac are up to for a very long time, because um, for those who don't know, recently there was a, a breach, a data breach at Insomniac where uh, individuals took hold of, I think it, I think it's 1.67 terabytes worth of data, millions and millions of documents, uh, and held it to ransom. Insomniac didn't pay, and they released it. Uh, so it is now available on the internet for anyone to see if they go to certain places. Um, but it basically lists so much information that it's it's kind of ridiculous when when you read it so it's got things like concept art gameplay footage roadmaps um you know cutscenes, all kinds of stuff like game design character designs all kinds of stuff not just for things like wolverine but other games that are coming out for years to come the sad thing is it's also things like employee data sensitive information all that kind of stuff has now been leaked um so I guess there's two sides to the story. One is obviously the, the the gaming side of it in terms of what Insomniac are working on, um, which we can speculate about or you know talk about. But also, I guess what these kind of things mean when these happen. Um, the video game industry, I think, at the minute is in a very um, a tender state. There's like we've said before, layoffs and cuts and companies closing down, etc. This makes it harder, I guess, for uh, production companies, developers to kind of be safe when their IP and their product is is going out there into the open world, potentially for competitors to get, for people to scrutinize or look over before they've even seen the light of day. So what do we think, I guess, of this kind of breach and what it means for Insomniac and, you know, the other games we're coming up and obviously we've got things like Wolverine coming up, which, you know, has been touted for a while. What do we think in general? Well, I think with, um, I mean, it's the, it's the, the leaky ship syndrome now with uh, all sorts of industries, you know, movies, television, video games, they're all the same. It doesn't take much it, disgruntled employee, some would-be anonymous member deciding to hack one of these game industries video tv industries what have you the amount of leaks that come out these days is just ridiculous this is definitely the peak of all leaks um i think in, in what they just as, as bad as the 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 employee details and concept art and all that sort of thing, seeing their roadmap those sort of things that's not too bad if anything it's, it's it's a good way of getting hype you know i didn't expect a venom game in the in the on the horizon down for that yeah uh, the, the very short venom se sections of um spider-man 2 definitely had me wanting more um getting sort of more of a confirmation on theories of where we were with the dlc for spider-man 2 that's quite cool knowing there's another ratchet and clank on the horizon yeah always yep. fun to know about always fun. um and the prospect of this wolverine game then leading into an xbox uh, xbox an x-men it could be xbox but an x-men game down the line um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> these all, days it's less less likely yeah, um yeah. <laughs> all, all things uh all thing x-men um it's all it's all cool Get, getting the notion of being able to play as say like gambit or 
Cyclops or any number of the Nightcrawler, Christ, that'd be cool. Any number of the X-Men characters would be so good. I mean, one of my favorite games, if we go back a long time to, I, I didn't even sort of put these on the horizons, was um, uh, one of the top-down players, done by the same company that did Marvel Ultimate Alliance, the X-Men, oh, was it X-Men Age of Apocalypse type style? One, I forget what it's called now, but you could play as all number of the X-Men and the members of the Brotherhood of Evil, uh, and they were fighting against Apocalypse. Rob, can you remember the game's name? That was a bloody good game. I can't actually remember. I, I actually then suddenly got in my head a really terrible Xbox uh, X-Men game. So I did the same thing, Xbox. This is how they get you. Microsoft will just buy everything, including your minds. So. I mean, right now, they have missed a trick. They should have just signed a deal for X-Men Xbox. Yeah. Bam. Um, hire me, Phil Spencer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the... I, I, I'm trying to think, but now I keep getting a really bad X-Men game I played on There's PS3. That's a lie. I mean, yeah, no, it's actually really accurate. Um, but I generally am trying to think, and I'm like, I I vaguely remember this top I shouldn't have brought game. it up. I couldn't remember the name. But the Marvel Ultimate Alliance, they were great games. Yes. And it was in that same vein. Um, but a, a future uh, X-Men game, I'm, I'm all up for it. and like what I've seen of this new Wolverine game very interesting um, and if it's anything like the Spider-Man game I, I think they're the world's their oyster really where they can sort of bring forth and if this is the start of their Marvel video game universe then I'm all up for it as well because Rob was already saying you know they've, they've teased the Avengers they've teased the Fantastic Four Doctor Strange the Marvel universe is massive and there's there's so much scope to video games that uh, they, they can kind of go wherever they want. I think the interesting thing there is the fact that what we know is from the files they got, because there's a lot in there, there's a lot of financial information regarding other studios and other titles. If, if you actually look at the nitty gritty, it, it was damaging as an overall mm -hmm. thing for Sony because yeah. like, they cancelled uh, three other Spider-Man games in that list, if you actually read it. One was unannounced, one was Silk. They were going to do a Silk title. That That's gone. No and one that, likes Silk these days. No it, one likes Silk. I mean, that's not to say she's gone, but they may have incorporated this into the Venom title, yeah. which is something to go back to on what you made there, Toby, is the fact that that's actually a really good alignment that's scheduled for 2027. That is likely to be a filler game for the PS6. And we now know that because it is the filler game like Mars Morales. It's yep. not going to be a full release, yeah. but it's going to be a substantial thing that will help sell and shift consoles if you tell them yeah, how you can Venom. Yep. Exactly. It's, it's a launch title. Yeah. For console, yeah. The thing to add is you saw X-Men and you mentioned that, but here's the thing that's more interesting. Later on in that list, they mention X-Men 3. That means Insomniac are not developing X-Men 2. They are not developing that. That means someone else has planned or lined up to do that for Sony. So they probably were planning to release these games relatively quickly, probably with the guidance of Insomniac, be unless they're deliberately calling it something like Omega 3, because that's yeah. what the code name is. So they've got clearly this pathway, and it has a massive financial deal with Disney with it. it that was in the documentation. It gave out a lot of the information of how this financial splits gonna go and how the licensing was gonna work i mean 
it, it's huge. It was one of the biggest leaks, as you said. It's it's up there with the Grand Theft Auto leak and the Nvidia mm-hmm. leak, which Nvidia still reaps rewards even now. Um, that's how big it was. Like we know games coming out for the next, I think it was like at the time for five six years, um, and one of them was Helldivers too, which Toby, I know you've been playing. Great game. Um, and democracy and freedom i mean how are good things it's, it's very good i do think you're right the, the, the future is bright for marvel especially in the hands of the right developers mm-hmm. who can cultivate and shape these worlds and if you want to you can go online i'm avoiding it now that wasn't just things the game got leaked wolverine got leaked you can people managed to get the game working um it doesn't have any of the textures doesn't have really any of the cutscenes. you have t-pose enemies everywhere um but you could play the game uh from near enough let start to finish so if you wanted to know the story you can see it but i would recommend don't don't watch it i'm refusing don't, to see don't, it don't ruin it for yourself exactly yeah. it, 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 thing. play it as intended play it yeah, as intended. absolutely who wants to see? Who wants to see a watered down version of Wolverine? Not me. Well, I've seen a T-Po saber tooth would be quite amusing. <laughs> I, but if he's in it, I don't know. That's not me confirmed that I know he's in it. Quite the opposite. Well, think about it. It's a Wolverine game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, talking about Wolverine. To see if they, they try and incorporate Deadpool because he's 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 a pop a property that's he's hot topic right now. Definitely hot topic and on the rise. And he had a good game. And he did he have a good, good game. game. Yeah. And I Nolan think North. North. Yeah. And, and you can't get it anymore. It's so hard to get a hold of. And ever since Activision, because it was an Activision game, they originally had all the rights to like X-Men, Deadpool, um, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those games are no longer available. You can't buy them anywhere. They're not on digital storefronts. So they are a collector's item now. So any of those titles are worth a lot of money. But I was just thought about it with the X-Men games. I never played this. I know you did, Toby. Is... X-Men Wolverine Origins. Yeah, yeah. One of the first games that had the, the regenerative abilities like in live action. Well, not live action, but in real time. And it, it was a game that was better than the movie. Oh, it was so better. Than that is not difficult. No. <laughs> it's, not. <laughs> I, I, it, it's just... I, I'm, I'm positive for the future of video game film. Uh, video game films? Video you know, superhero video games. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. I think with companies like Insomniac, I think it's I think it's very unfortunate, very unfortunate for them that this has happened. Um, I don't want a company to lose its you know integrity or reputation over something like this. Which I don't think it does because it's got a lot of backing from other studios and other people within the industry saying, "Well, this is shit." You know, like this is not what developing is about. But I want companies like Insomniac who are good at what they do and have done things like the two Spider-Mans and Miles Morales, what they look to be doing with Wolverine and what they've clearly got on their slate for the future. I want companies like them to be in charge of the properties that I love and yeah. make the games that I want to play. Um, My dream is a Naughty Dog Punisher game. Wow. That that would be that would be a dream. Like the, the Last of Us gameplay in the, in the form of a Punisher game would be so cool. I mean, they they do they can do gritty Naughty Dog, so yeah. you know, let's um let's let's not forget Last of Us Part Two, but um yeah, so a Punisher game would be great. Is there anything else we particularly want to see adapted? I would love to see. I mean, mid I guess Midnight Suns did a very good thing. It kind of brought back that whole uh, video game 
like ensemble. It'd be good to see a proper yeah. ensemble. Uh, with the fact I played Suicide Squad, and I've seen this being said online on like Reddit pages, and me, I think me and Toby have had these chats many times. I'd love to see a Superman game now. Yeah, I want that world because they're Metropolis. Or a Justice League game. That or a Justice good. League game. Uh, Where they're the good guys because they're always the bad guys and everything. Yeah, like. always the bad guy, and you know. Um, always have to do something with the suicide squad i, I don't get it anymore yeah, um it's been overdone. I, I would love to see an invincible game that would be cool i'd Ooh, love to see an invincible game that wasn't sure. wasn't the mobile game they've released like yeah it, it gives us that scope because the the great thing i uh, toby uh, I, I keep saying toby but chris I, i'm a huge image comics fan i actually yeah, bought yeah. all of the kind of connected stories i bought capes i bought tech jacket I, I bought all these comics and like the great thing about it is i could i think a game that would work for like invincible is throw us into that world and let us make our character yeah let us make it but don't worry this is a safe space nerdy things are all welcome here is it image comic acceptable the, the more nerdy the better yeah <laughs> Oh, cool. Well, I want to play as Battle Pope. I mean, he'd be a great... <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, wait, no. No one ever talks about Robert Kirkman's earlier stuff. <laughs> everyone, everyone has a start. I'm just exactly. Saying. It's always about Rocky. You start. I mean, listen to the first episodes of our podcast. <laughs> if I listen to the recent episodes of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nothing but technical difficulties. If I was going to throw back to the fact that people have criticized Suicide Squad, I do think people need to kind of shut up. <laughs> Listen, internet, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Genuinely, they need to look back at some of the games we have had released. Yeah. And I, I really mean... Like Gollum last year. Gollum. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not even, I'm not even talking about games recently. There was a Captain America, the first Avenger video game. Everyone's forgotten that. That was abysmal. There was an Iron Man tie-in game. It was abysmal. There was a Thor tie-in game. It was okay. It was not the best. I would say that as an okay because it was a hack and slasher, but they made these games and churned them out. Uh, you know, I remember a game. This is an old game showing how old I am. Captain America and the Avengers. Now, this is a very old game. It came out on like the Sega Mega Drive or the SNES, and I played that. And I had a great time playing it. But was it good? No. But I do remember how that intro happened. It was like Captain America and the Avengers. And that was the <laughs> intro you had every time you loaded up that game. But it wasn't a good game. It was just a copy of Golden Axe with a, with a Marvel skin over it. Yeah. Uh, people seem to, I think, criticize it, crit games based on what they want. And really, when you need to go back and remember is video superhero video games have had a very shoddy history yeah. they have had a shoddy... I mean, that's a good point because i mean video games for the longest time you know they they were just as throwaway as you know the comic books of a lot of times but, um there were uh, how many games in our time that you look back on now much like captain america and the avengers were terrible games but the amount of hours you pour into them oh yeah because you know you, you you're young, you're dumb. It's entertaining and it's repetitive, and that's kind of what you need in a video game. It's it's sort of the more sort of the last sort of ten or so years where video games have become sort of more recognised as an art. Yeah, sophisticated, become more of an art piece, where it's almost the consumer's expectations that every game needs to be the next Red Dead Redemption Two, 
needs to be the next God of War, needs to be the next Last of Us. You know, they've set such a high bar, everyone expects that, where, you know, maybe five, ten years ago, the Suicide Squad game that we've got now, Gotham Knights, all these other terrible games, would be more acceptable and wouldn't go under the same level of scrutiny, but much like with everything, you've got to get with the times. Yeah, exactly. I think there are, you're right, I think everyone's chasing that last that, that next Last of Us, that next game that's going to be defining of a generation, you know, yeah. Last of Us has, has, has done that, God of War has done that, um, Red Dead, and like Grand Theft Auto. Funny it's all come from one publisher. Well, you know, just saying. Um, but um, <laughs> the facts are all there, guys. Um, but but there, there's 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 room for you know variety. There's room for you know scope. You know there's there are there is room for live service games. I'm not saying there's not, and I'm not saying they shouldn't exist. I just they're not my bag. Yeah. But there are people enjoy them, and they are they can be fun. You know when you play with friends, etc. Yeah. Um, just not all game needs to be a live service. Not game. all service needs. Just like Ian said the other day, not all films need to be franchises. Not all games need to be this. You 100%. know. There is room for variety. Variety is the spice of life, as they say. Um, so let's just make good games. Don't yes. try and don't yep. don't chase don't chase things because they're popular or big. Make the game that you want to make. Don't go chasing um, waterfalls. Stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. And, <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think that's a perfect note to end on. Thank you, Dory. Um, unfortunately, that is, I think, all the time we have for this week. Uh, thank you, guys. It's been really good. We don't, I don't get to talk video games as nearly as much as I like to, so it'd be nice if we could do this again you know, more frequently. Um, but I really appreciate you guys chatting to me today. Thank you very much. Um, of course, thank you to all you wonderful listeners. We do appreciate every single one of you. If you've enjoyed listening to us today, you can listen to us talk about all kinds of nerdy things on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. We are also on Instagram at the Phantom Sword Podcast. And you can email us if you want to get in touch as well at the Phantom Sword Podcast at gmail.com. But until next time, thank you from us, and we'll see you again. Bye. Ta-ta. Bye.